Welcome back to the Inside Podcast. My name is John, aka the Neckbreaker. I have to break your neck. It's just the way it is. I'm not, I'm just a messenger. It is Thursday, October 15th. Hope not 15th, 14th. God, I got it messed up. When was the last time I messed up the date? <laughs> not like. When was the last time that I didn't say the date at the beginning of the intro? Because that happens a lot nowadays. Because, like, I start talking about the AKA and then just get going down a rabbit hole conversation. But, like, I haven't missed the date in a solid minute. So I think so. Because I remember I used to mess up the date a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but, once again, it's doing an early morning recording. So, it, it messes up what date I set. Because I use, like, the date at the bottom of my screen. And so, technically... The date is today, currently, but I always do one day forward because, you know, you record a day before. You, you get the idea. You get the idea. Either way, it is Thursday, October 14th. Hope you have an absolutely amazing day. As always, it's 10 days before my sister's birthday, actually, uh, which is 10 days before I almost freaking died. <laughs> or the anniversary of when I almost freaking died last year. Um... So last year on my sister's birthday, uh, she had like a surprise birthday party. Well, she technically didn't have a surprise birthday party. Uh, her boyfriend threw a surprise birthday party for her. Um, and of course, I was invited. How can you not invite the brother? <laughs> and my sister and I are pretty close. So, you know, of course, I'm going to have to be there. Uh, but I actually worked that night. This one I still work at Amazon. Um, and so, like, I wasn't actually technically supposed to be able to go because I wasn't going to get off till midnight um and he wanted me to be there like the party was starting like 10 o'clock or something like that or like nine o'clock um but then Jay got into I wouldn't say trouble he got hurt yeah yeah, yeah. he got hurt doing something I think it was like was it it wasn't at it was like that he got hurt but like he like re-aggravated the injury while we were working um, and we carpooled to work, or halfway to work at least. So if he had to leave, that means I had to leave. Because, well, I drove that day actually, so he couldn't even have left without me leaving. Because uh, he had hurt his ankle, so he couldn't even drive that well. So I did most of the driving for like that period of time. Um, and so, yeah, he had to leave, so therefore I had to leave. So therefore I got to go to my sister's birthday party. And it was raining really, really bad. And... My sister, well, the Amazon warehouse that I worked at was like 40 minutes away from where I lived and it was going out towards the east. So way out into the state, the Amazon warehouse was like in the middle of but nowhere, bro. <laughs> and my sister lives like an hour away from where I live in the opposite direction. So it kind of like compounds. So it was almost like a two hour drive to go from there. Well, from there to then drop off Jay uh, with his mom. And then from there, go to my sister's house uh, or apartment. And it was raining pretty bad. And so on the way there, the roads were surprisingly busy for, you know, a super late night drive. It was already past 10 o'clock when I started heading over there. And I'm on the interstate. Roads are terrible. I was moving pretty quick because traffic was moving pretty quick. <laughs> like it was dense, but it was moving pretty quick. Um... And then my car just caught a puddle just right. And I did a little slip and slide. <laughs> oh, man. And it was like, it, it, was, it was, 
I'll be honest, it was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. Um, but like, it's one of those things where, you know, you realize that, well, panicking will make the situation worse, not better. Uh, it's just something I tend to always keep in mind. I didn't like freak out or anything like that. You just do what you're supposed to do. Foot off the gas, let it roll a little bit. Keep the car going straight. Felt like I was kind of in Tokyo Drift for a second. Could mind you also, I'm on a busy interstate, so like a spin out would be absolutely detrimental. Um, thankfully, I was in like the the far left lane, which was the fast lane. So that's on me anyway. <laughs> and so I actually just I kind of spun towards the barrier, not into the interstate. And I managed to bring the car back around anyway and keep it going. So it looked kind of cool. <laughs> but like, it was, uh, it, it was, it was, that was a pretty intense moment to be fair. I actually never talked about that. I've never told anyone about that. I, cause it's just like, I, I don't really think about it that much. It happened. I lived, nothing happened to me. So it's not a big deal. The only thing that reminded me of that was talking about sister's birthday and yeah, it's whatever, but hopefully you're having a great day today. <laughs> uh, my day going pretty swell, actually. Uh, it's been like, I wouldn't say a series of good events, but improvements, improving events, life getting a little bit better. Um, one thing. So last night I had a couple of assignments due, technically two assignments. Well, one assignment was already due that I missed it. <laughs> Dude, every assignment that I had pretty much last week when I had to be doing my software dev project pretty much just got put on the back burner. I was like, yeah, this one, <laughs> the software dev project is more important than any of these other projects or any of the other assignments. So we're just going to ignore them. But thankfully for my database class, um, you can turn in your work like two, three days late. You get a couple points taken off, but you should turn it in. Um, so yeah, I had to get that done. And we also had uh, a lab for that class and we're working in SQL, right? Which is something that I have absolutely no idea how to use. Like I, I, I'm not a fan of databases. I think I said it before. I don't like databases. <laughs> like I don't have beef with them. I just don't like them. And to be fair, I don't like them because I don't know how to use them. <laughs> it's not, not even that. I don't like SQL because I don't know how to use SQL. Well, I don't like database in general because of how I was taught to use databases in my last class, which was, what class was that? I don't even remember the name of the class. The class took over the summer. Um, yeah, we learned how to do databases with Microsoft Access, and Microsoft Access is absolute garbage. So, yeah, just, I hate databases. But SQL, surprisingly, isn't that bad. Um, although I didn't know that until yesterday, because I had to teach myself SQL in like an hour. And this was actually a lot better than having to figure out how to make the software dev project um, because SQL is actually seemingly pretty simple. Like it's pretty easy to grasp at least. Um, and so I was able to actually teach myself SQL pretty quickly and get the work done. And that was just, that was like a, was a feel good moment. <laughs> it was a feel good moment. I was like, Hey, you taught yourself a new language in about an hour and a half. That's pretty decent. But that kind of led into today in my software dev class because thinking about that i was like okay if i could learn sql that quickly surely surely if i had more time on the software dev project i could have figured it out um and so today in cloud after class 
I uh, talked to my teacher, my software debt professor, because, I mean, this guy, I mean, he's a, he's a really chill dude. Uh, he's got like f- over 40 years in the industry uh, before even becoming a professor. Dude's got mad knowledge uh, and, you know, mad experience, which is something that I would be foolish to let waste, you know? And so I approached him and asked if I could get like the zip file for the entirety of the last project, just so I could see how it was done. You know, just give it a good like study and actually figure out how I was supposed to do it. But he couldn't do that because other teachers also use that project. And so he can't give me like the source code <laughs> for the project. It would have been great. Um, oh, I guess technically it was like, eh, it doesn't really matter because I don't talk to anybody. I'm not going to give anyone this project. I don't got to worry about that. But, you know, got to be on the safe side as a teacher. Um, but he said that he'll like, you know, sit with me and like go through it all and like explain it all and like break it down for me. And like that's freaking perfect because now it's like I have someone who definitely knows what they're doing because I mean, like I said, he's got experience at the wazoo um, who can then just give like a one-on-one like I guess tutoring session, I guess breaking down like the more advanced uh aspects of the project it also made me feel good today to find out that i wasn't the only one <laughs> that uh didn't understand what was going on in fact that was the point of the project the point of the project was that you're not supposed to know what you're doing because it's it's more complex than what any of us have taken so far in school um it's one of those things that, that does require like a little bit of experience on you so that made me feel like a little bit better, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, from that being able to have like a one-on-one session to actually like get taught the information, dude, that's going to be dope because I, I, I mean, like I said, I love this stuff. Right. And so I want to know how to do it. Well, I want to be able to operate at peak performance and make cool stuff. Uh, so that's going to be great. What I should do though, is teach myself chemistry. Because I have a chemistry test in like four hours. What time What time is my test? Is it during the first part of class? I have a chemistry test in five and a half hours. There we go, 9.30. <laughs> it's four o'clock, because I was trying to do the math. But obviously it's four o'clock, so I suck at math this early in the morning. Um, but yeah, I got to teach myself chemistry. The thing about chemistry, man, this is the thing. So like, you know how like, I think I talked about it whenever we did that Jeopardy game. I talked about the Jeopardy game we did in chemistry. I was like, yeah, dude, people keep assuming that, like, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> people think that I'm smart because I speak up a lot in class and answer, uh, like, the, the questions in class or whatever. The thing is, it's like, when I'm in class, dude, yeah, I can answer all the questions because, like, it makes sense when we're in class. <laughs> like, it makes sense when, it's like, the teacher is, like, he's explaining something, he's writing on the board, he's breaking it down, and he's like... Okay, so then when you have this, then you have, and then yeah, I can answer that question because I'm looking straight at it. I'm following what he's doing, and like it. Then it's at that point, it's like you don't even have to know what you're saying. You just get to know what comes next, right? But then when it comes time to actually do the work myself, <laughs> it's a different story. <laughs> I mean, like if I look at my notes, right? I take, I take, actually, I take really pretty notes, I'll be honest. I take really, really well-organized notes. I organize my notes the same way that I organize my code. 
<laughs> so it has like the indentations and like the brackets depending on what's grouped to whatever. It's a pretty easy way for me to like put notes down in an understandable way because I can understand code pretty easily. So it makes that pretty simple. The thing is, I don't actually go back to my notes. <laughs> Taking notes is just something that I do specifically in chemistry to pass the time. Right, because if you're just if I'm just sitting there staring at the dude up there talking and writing stuff down, it gets boring. So I take notes, which is the complete opposite of what you're supposed to do with your notes. You're supposed to look at your notes and read your notes and study your notes. But yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, if I look at my notes when doing a problem, right, I can I can I can get it. I can figure it. Out. I can get it broken down because that's actually the way that I. That's why I do my notes. Or format my notes in the same way that I can format my code. Because like if I have a problem, I can look at the exact method that I need to run. And then I can just break it down from there. If this, then that. Right? Pretty simple. But you can't use your notes on a test. I actually did pretty terribly on the first test. <laughs> I did pretty bad on the first one. Surprisingly, not the worst, though. Uh, there were people that did worse than I did. My lab partner actually worse than I did, which made me feel pretty good because he's significantly smarter than I am, <laughs> at least in chemistry. Uh, and so that made me feel pretty decent. But yeah, I can't, I can't screw this one up as well. Well, I feel like I might, but this is different in the first one because chemistry, the first chemistry test was like actually chemistry. Like you're dealing with like uh, molecules and atoms and chemistry. <laughs> We do you don't like the, the more the heavier science aspect of it. And now we've moved out of that and we're into the more mathematical part of chemistry. I can operate with that because math is math. Math makes sense, right? If math doesn't make sense, that means it's wrong. So <laughs> like I, I can handle that part. So I think I should do pretty decently. But dude, I bombed that first one. Brilliant next like, see that's not even passing. I got a sixty-five. Technically four points away from passing. If you really really think about it, right? Presuming he offers a curve, because I haven't checked my grade in, like, ever. <laughs> Assuming he offered a curve, I, I would have passed the, I would pass that test, so. We'll see. Yeah, I don't like taking my grades. It's depressing. Even if I have good grades, it's still depressing. Because if I have good grades, and I check my grades, then I'm going to start slacking, because I have good grades. And if I have poor grades... It's just depressing. <laughs> so I just don't look at my grade until I get close to the end of the semester. And then I know, like, okay, how much work do I need to do in order to either maintain a decent grade or to get a decent grade? If I do it prior to that, it just screws the rest of the semester. I, it's just, it's, that's the way my brain works. My brain works on efficiency, okay? If you have a great grade in a class... And it's going to be hard for you to fail the class. It's like, okay, then I'm going to just apply less brain power to that class and apply it to a different class that I need to bring the grade up in. It's balance and efficiency. It's smart. It's actually not smart. It's terrible. I don't ever do that. <laughs> it's like when it's like when you're in class or not class when you're in college uh, and, you know, attendance isn't mandatory depending on the class. Um or even if it is mandatory, but it's like you get like five absences before you fail. So like you wake up in the morning, you're not feeling it. You start doing the math in your head. You're like, okay, I missed that class. I missed that class. 
So I think I have three more absences. I can take this one. <laughs> it's the same process. I'm like, okay, I have an A in that class. Eh, it's a pretty decent, it's a pretty strong A. I only got like, what, four weeks left in the semester. So if I just don't turn in any assignment for this class, can I still pass the, yeah, I could pass the class. <laughs> that is my thought process for determining what class gets the majority of my time and brain power. Uh, yeah, terrible, terrible functionality, but it works for me. So we'll keep it going. Because it's too late to change it now anyway. Yeah, I got like, only got like two semesters left. So, <laughs> can't change it. And also, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I'm saying? The fact that I only have two semesters left in class, not in class, of school, is testament that it ain't broke. Because if it was broke, I would have been failing a lot more classes. And therefore, I would not have two semesters left in college. So, it works. Okay, let's get in the episode. <laughs> We've been talking for too long. Okay, so this is round two, which makes no sense to you because, of course, you would not have heard round one. <laughs> I actually recorded pretty much uh, just about the entirety of this episode. I was listening back to it, and I was like, mm, that's not that good. I mean, it was fine. The content was fine, but the idea, my ideas weren't properly conveyed. I didn't feel like they were properly conveyed. Um, and that means we're starting over, <laughs> switching up a little bit of the context of where we're going with this. Oh, so like fun fact, um, I no longer annotate these episodes. Like <laughs> I remember before I used to make bullet notes, um, for like the episodes to keep track of like everything I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Uh, the reason why I don't do that anymore is actually because uh, it got to the point where, like, my annotations were becoming almost like scripting. Like, they were becoming pretty long and detailed and less so just notes. And then it made, for me, for me, made it feel like it was just less natural. Uh, and it, it, it restricted, I mean, it helped in keeping focus on, like, where I'm actually going, what I'm talking about. Um, but at the same time, <clears throat> at the same time, felt like... Uh, it was it, it was like, for me at least, hindering what I, what I really wanted to say, I guess. Because, like, I, I would I would leave stuff out uh, for the sake of, like, sticking on my notes, right? And then not really say the best way to do things. Well, it's a good way to do things if you want more structure. But it's my podcast. I don't want structure. <laughs> and I can do whatever I want, so... Oh, man. Okay, so what we were talking about um, kind of, uh, in, in a sense, stems from something we talked about a couple weeks back in a Let's Talk episode, uh, and that was the buyer power episode, talking about the power of the people, uh, or the power, or our power as consumers uh, over the market, and how, you know, the market is influenced by what we spend our money on, and we've or a lot of times we can use that influence to make things worse for ourselves, right? We spend money on poor products. We continue to do so. The market responds by continuing to pump out poor products. And then we get mad that we get poor products. But it's like, yeah, we, we caused this problem. We built this monster and now we got to sleep, sleep with it, I guess. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what's, what, what's the sound saying? Go. Oh, yeah, you make your beds. Now you guys sleep in it. There you go. 
basically that's how it goes i don't know uh, but from that <clears throat> um kind of where we're going with that today is originally it was talking about the power of the people but where that last recording kind of went off was getting a little bit off of that and more into the broader the broader scope of the idea of where we were going and so instead now we're just going to stick with that broader scope of things and we can fit in uh that aspect to it uh, and that broader scope was into the power of the internet right and saying the power of the internet we're using that in terms mostly of the ability to organize as people the ability to actually create change uh as a group of people right and what really kind of sparked this in the first place was thinking about how when a country is going through turmoil, is kind of going through like an uprising or a shift, a political shift uh, in the government, or at least the people of that country wants to see a political shift in the government, you know, that leads to organized protests and usually violence, not necessarily from the people, but from the government trying to quell the protest. Uh, and usually the first thing that happens in these situations is the government will shut down the internet, right? And it's very interesting because, I mean, obviously you, you know why they're doing it. I mean, they're not doing it so that way people can't watch YouTube videos. <laughs> I mean, I guess technically somewhat maybe. So that way they don't see the news. Um, but a big part of it is, one, yes, they don't want them to see the news. And two, they don't want the people to be able to organize. Because people, us as individuals, as citizens of whatever country we are in, as an individual, we are essentially powerless, right? I mean, we, we, we don't want to think that. And the government tries to make you not feel that way. I mean... We'll take America, for example, a poor example, because as an American citizen, we have eh. <laughs> maybe not. But <laughs> an easy example is the elections. Right. Of course, you know, you should vote, I guess. <laughs> that was a bad way of saying that. <laughs> but yes, you know, the whole idea, every vote counts, every vote matters. <sighs> In technicality, that's not the case because as an individual, your vote technically doesn't matter at all. <laughs> um, but as a group, that's when your votes actually do something, right? It's, it's the same reason why they say, I mean, yeah, it's the same reason why, you know, they say that if you vote for a different party that's not Republican or Democrat, you're essentially throwing away your vote because your vote is literally meaningless unless you are with the masses only in the masses do does your vote actually do something in a sense right um and so kind of like a side note from that it's kind of like why you know america is quote unquote you know that uh, we have democratic government anyone can run you can run with any party but america is a two-party system because just from that, like you can't vote for another party because no other party is ever going to win the presidency, like ever. 
Um, <laughs> unless, like, there is some massive political shift to, like, I don't know, a freaking Green Party or something. Like, there will never be a president from any other party besides Republican and Democrat. Just, we're going to just get that out there right now. It's never going to happen. Uh, the only way that would happen is, like I said, a huge political shift, which would stem from the citizens in mass switching and moving to a different party and putting their votes in a different party. Um, but to get to the main point, the governments know that as a group, we have a significant amount of power as citizens, right? And this is on the small scale locally, whether it be dealing with your local government, on the grander scale, dealing with the federal government uh, of your country, uh, or even on the global scale as a group of people in the global community just going against corruption in general of the governments of the world, right? When we group, we have more power than the governments themselves in a sense, right? I mean, we can manipulate uh, the political landscape when we, group up, when we group up together. And they know that, right? Because there's more of us than there are of them, just flat out. <laughs> like, that. that's just how that works. Because, I mean, mathematically speaking, if you have one person leading millions, you already have more of the people being led than the, than the person doing the leading. Um, and that is why when things start to happen that the person in power does not want, you have the internet being shut down. Right. Because the idea being, if you can stop the people from grouping up, if you can stop the people from being able to organize, then you can stop the revolution. Right. Or however, whatever situation uh, it is, however you want to call it. If you can essentially stop the people from organizing, you can you can quell whatever they want. Right. You can you can cancel out whatever is going on. Also, you can commit a bunch of heinous uh, war crimes, and no one will ever know. That's also a very big part of it. <laughs> kind of the board that we're not touching on. I'm just talking about like the organization of people, but that's also a huge aspect of it, except for the fact that while the people in your country may not know about it, the people outside of your country will know about it. But to them, it doesn't matter because people outside of the country aren't the people that cast the votes. So there you go. <laughs> Uh, but the message that essentially trying to bring here is essentially the same as uh, kind of what I said in the buyer power episode. And that is for one, we should recognize the power that we have as people. I think that we do, especially um, in more modern times uh, as like things continue as the next generation kind of comes up. Um, we realize that we do have that power. I think at least in terms of America, we kind of abuse that power a lot. And that's kind of a bad thing because it kind of stems into the ventures into the boy who cried wolf kind of area where it's like, okay, well, the people organize for everything. And that means the the organization of the people stands for nothing. Um, So, (laughs) you know, I guess that's just what happens when you have a bunch of freedoms I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, then that's, that's to be expected, right? When you give someone an inch to take a mile, just because humans are humans and we like to take more and have more and do more. Um, but 
essentially realizing the power that we have as people when we actually work together and group up for actual change, right? And kind of like how I referenced before, it's, you know, it could be small scale, local government, uh, federal government, world government, doesn't really matter, right? When we actually work together as a group of people to achieve something, then we can actually achieve something, right? And then, of course, like, there will be opposition to it. I mean, if you're looking in terms of authoritarian governments and, you know, just cutting the internet and whatnot, of course, that, that dampens things and hinders the ability to actually organize and group. But we, as people, have other ways of organizing and grouping. We have other ways of communicating with each other. And essentially what I'm saying is, when, how do I say this? No matter how big or small the change you want to see is, while yes, you as an individual may not have the power to achieve that change, I can almost guarantee you that there is at least one other person <laughs> that wants to see the same change that you want to see. And more so, there's multiple people that want to see the same change that you want to see. And what you can do on the individual aspect of it is bring it up because there's a, a big part of all of this is people don't want, not even don't, they don't want to see the change, but maybe don't want to talk about it. Maybe feel like they're the only ones that feel that way. So they don't bring it up and, and you know, create that conversation. But if you as an individual want to see that change, uh, you can bring it up because why not? And once you bring it up, that can influence other people to talk about it because what is that psychological thing where it's like if someone talks about something, it like opens the door for a bunch of everyone else to talk about it. You just need that one person to do it first. Same thing that happened with the Me Too movement. It's it, this is actually a, a typical, typical human thing. <laughs> Just get someone else to do it first and everyone it's like okay now i can do it um but yeah so breaking up the idea talking about that change and then organizing as a group of people uh to seek out that change that's something that can never be taken away right you can take away the internet you can shut down roads you can board up buildings close the economy it doesn't freaking matter what you do but you can't take away the fact that when people uh, get together for anything, that's the most powerful thing you can have in the world. But if you like this episode, do the podcast, give it a like, give it a follow, get ready, all that good jazz. So let me know that you like it. Or if you do like it, share with your friends because good friends give friends good things. And you want to be a good friend. So give your friend a good thing. If you want to publish media, it is at Cal that hat on the edges and is always 8 a.m. Eastern, same time, same place, every single day. Hope you have a great day today. Drink plenty of water as always. Dude, you know what I did today? <laughs> so I had like this this uh this Duncan mug, right? Coffee mug, one of those like big ones, like they're tumbler, tumblers. That's the word I'm looking for. Is that the word I'm looking for? The coffee tumblers? I don't know. There's a bunch of different names for stuff. But you got to talk about it. It's like the 32 ounce, pretty big cup. 
Um, and so what I did was I got some cans of Monster, well, a can of Monster, before going into work today. And I poured it into that cup <laughs> and just kept it with me <laughs> throughout the day. Well, I was in my car for the first half. And then after my break, I took it with me. First off, pretty impressive. The, the thermal aspect of it because the outside of the cup was dummy hot because it was pretty warm in my car but the drink stayed cold like four hours in the heat drink was still icy cold so nice so great i haven't had monster in a pretty long time and honestly i think it did more harm than good well no i think because we weren't busy so like time was going by so freaking slow man it was it was painfully slow painfully slow but having a nice tumbler of monster was great and i'm pretty sure everyone thought that i had water in there ah <laughs> uh, good times but yes you should drink plenty of water and i will be drinking more water because that's good for you and i'll see you tomorrow